listening to the podcast 82488. It's as if he wanted to stem the flow of the blood, like he was scared it would run under the door. Polonia made a dismissive click with his tongue, tilted his chin up, and said, It would never have run that far once the heart had stopped beating. Maybe our killer didn't know that, said Bloom. And that was a selection from today's novel, The Dogs of Rome, by author Connor Fitzgerald. Page 8. Chapter 2. The killer stood up. Blood seemed to have gotten everywhere. It had spurted up the walls, some of it even to the ceiling. He spat into Clemente's clouding eye. I win, he said. Stepping over Arturo Clemente, whose thrashing had quickly decreased in intensity to become no more than brief jittery movements. The killer made his way down the corridor. After opening a few doors, he found the bathroom and came back carrying some white towels. Perhaps he would not need them. Clemente's powder blue bathrobe had soaked up the mess below him and turned imperial purple. The killer crouched down balancing four towels on his left arm. The galvanized rubber grip of the knife nestled comfortably in his right fist. Clemente's face presented itself in profile, though most of his body was turned upward, set quite correctly for the morgue position. After a moment's consideration, he pushed the point of the knife in hard at the temple and deftly twisted it with a flick of the wrist as he withdrew. Almost at once, the twitching stopped. He half wiped the blade on the top towel, then stood up and walked over to the door and drew a deep breath. He was all right but he had not expected blood to smell so strong. His hands reeked as if they had been holding fistfuls of dirty coins. He placed the towels on the floor, then took one from the top of the pile, rolled it up, and pushed it against the bottom of the door. He repeated the operation with the others. Returning to the bathroom, he closed the toilet seat and placed the knife on it. He noticed it still had stains near the grip. He took off his white track suit and examined his clothes underneath. The front of his V-neck football shirt had caught a few flecks, but it just looked as if he was a messy eater. His page 24. Eventually, he said, no idea, like the killer wanted to clean up or something, but then didn't bother. One was streaked 
Mikey cleaned the blade on it. The others are clean. Bloom said, it's as if he wanted to stem the flow of the blood, like he was scared it would run under the door. Polonia made a dismissive click with his tongue, tilted his chin up, and said, it would never have run that far once the heart had stopped beating. Maybe our killer didn't know that, said Bloom, which would make him a first-timer. Bloom went over and looked at the towels. They were pure white and fluffy. He thought of his own towels, multicolored strips of sandpaper. Two of the towels were still folded and pristine, one stained as if something had been wiped on it. As Paoloni had said, a third had been unfolded then rolled into a snake shape and left near the door. Nice towels offered De Amico, who was standing near to the door. By the way, I forgot to mention, the wife spoke to the victim at 10.30 this morning on the phone from Badua. You forgot to tell me. The Holy Ghost knows this already. He was the one who told me he got it from the wife. Did you tell Dorfman? No. I just heard, like I said, phone Dorfman now. Tell him you're the dandy one and you've got a marker for him. The dandy one. Yes. Bloom went back to Paoloni at the body. Can we roll him over? They rolled Clemente's body over. There were no wounds behind, but Dorfman would have said if there were. As Bloom had expected, Clemente's bathrobe had soaked up most of the blood. Not so much blood, said Baoni, considering his heartbeat must have slowed down pretty quick. Bloom turned around as he felt a presence behind him. Inspector Christian Zambato had arrived, heavy and gasping and cursing after his trip up the stairs. Zambato was dangerously overweight and page 88. We don't need this one, said Galone. He pulled out his cell phone, then stared at it with loathing. Whoever he had to report to was not going to be happy at the new layer of information. It complicates matters, said Bloom. But I think I might be able to make you feel a bit better about the situation, Questor. And just how do you propose to do that? Galone tried to sound scathing, but his question had a note of hope. By looking directly at the facts, said Bloom, the victim's wallet seems to have disappeared but I don't think we're talking about a robbery that got out of hand. Also, you can confirm this. Nando, the killer, left prints everywhere. Looks like that, Damago replied. It's too early to say for sure, since we've got to get the prints of other people like his wife, friends, and all. But basically, yes, it seems 
He even left a perfect 3D thumbprint on a bar of soap. Then he went into the bedroom and messed about with clothes, including the wife's. Dorfman said the stab wounds showed signs of controlled frenzy. I think we can rule out a professional hit from the very fact it was a knife. We're looking for a person who's probably quite young. Why a young person? Asked alone. Older men use guns. The oldest use other people, said Bloom. At that moment, the door opened. Bloom caught a glimpse of a woman with red hair in a white blouse, blue jeans. Oops, was all she said before backing out of the room. Who was that? said Galone. I don't know, sir. Do you want me to call her back in? said Bloom, making as if to stand up. No, I just remembered. I had an appointment. You've put my whole schedule out for the day, Bloom. Was she part of your schedule? I am terribly sorry. Get on with your theory. My hypothesis, sir. The first impression you get when you look at their chronology is that the killer seems to have operated opportunistically. He knew how to get in. He planned, but was careless about his prints and other things. That's a bit contradictory, but it means he knows his prints are not on file. All that forensic evidence is going to waste unless we catch him. But once we do, he doesn't stand a chance. Clemente's The End The Dogs of Rome by Connor Fitzgerald Throughout the fight of literature, you will find a story that touches your soul. Please support the authors in this show by viewing the books on the website 82488.com That's numbers 8 80 and the number 8.com